This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for September 9th, 2020. I'm teaching a series entitled Greater is Coming, and I have a lot to say today. So this is Greater is Coming, part 21. Let's jump straight into it. The title of today's message is You Are a World Changer. I don't know if you know this, but I'm letting you know right now. The Holy Spirit is letting you know that you are in this world to change the world. You're not here to be changed by the world. You're here to change the world. You're not here to be changed by circumstances and situations. You are here to change the circumstances and the situations. You are a world changer. You are an atmosphere setter. When you walk into the room, things have to change. Say amen to that. All right, so let's get into it. We've been studying the life of David. This is 1 Samuel chapter 17, verses 51 through 53. And here we go. So David, we know the story by now. He was thrust into the national spotlight when he was just a teenager. And he was like, not even looking for it. He was running an errand for his father. His father was like, hey, take some lunch to your brothers. He was like, cool, I'll take lunch. And so he took some lunch to his brothers. He took some lunch to his brother's commander. And while he was on an errand for his father, he had a life-changing event. He heard this giant The Holy Spirit activated something on the inside of him. He knew that he had to do something about it. And see, see, it was like one of those things to where it was God's timing and it lined up with an earthly opportunity. And when that happens, when, when there's something that happens in the earth and you feel in your heart that this is your moment, this is your season, this is your time, then you walk into it. Now, there are going to be many times where it's not the right time and you have to exercise godly patience. But in this case, it worked out for David. David was like, should I do something about it? God said, go. And when God gives you the green light, you have to go. And he did the seemingly impossible. But to be clear, David wasn't looking for it. So he was minding his own business. He was doing something, you know, his father sent him out to do. And something funny happened on the way to lunch. (laughs) He heard this giant and he wound up killing the giant. Now, let me reiterate the fact that Every soldier in Saul's army had an opportunity to fight the giant and none of them did it. And they sat there for 40 days. And this giant came out twice a day for 40 days. So they heard what David only heard once. They heard it 80 times, 80 times. But I believe that this was David's assignment. I I believe that this was just, this was the will of God. Nobody else could fight the giant because this was designated for David. Let me explain. So A lot of preachers criticize Moses for striking the rock twice. You know know the story there? So he struck the rock and he did it twice. And people said, well, because he struck the rock twice, he was not allowed by God to lead the nation of Israel into Egypt, into the promised land. I mean, I'm sorry, into Canaan, into the promised land. But I don't believe that it was ever God's will for Moses to do that. I believe that was Joseph's assignment. If you go all the way back to the burning bush, remember the whole burning bush situation? In the burning bush situation, 
God says to Moses, take your sandals off where you're standing holy ground. He says to Moses, I've heard the cry of my people. It was like, okay, yeah, I got it. He says, now I'm going to do something about it. Matter of fact, this is land that I promised your forefathers some 400 years to give you. He already had told Abraham 400 years earlier what was going to happen. And so he says to Moses, now I've heard the cry of my people. I'm going to lead them out of bondage, the nation of Egypt. I'm going to lead them into the promised land, Canaan. Now that's two things. I'm going to lead them out of, I'm going to lead them into two things. In that same conversation, he says, now you go and you go lead them out. That's one thing. God never promised Moses that he was going to lead them out. Why? Because that assignment was for Joshua, not for Moses. My point is that there's some things that are for you. There's some things that, that are not for you that you can't put your hand on. And there's some things that are for you that nobody can put their hand on. The reason why no soldier, not one, stood up and said, I'll fight the giant because it wasn't for them. This was for David. And I'm saying that there are some things that are for you and what God has for you is for you. If you look at the New Testament, the apostle Peter never preached to the Gentiles. Now, you could say that he was racist. You could say that he had issues with people that were non-Jews, and that's probably justified. Uh, but, but that was not his assignment. That assignment was for Paul. Paul was supposed to preach to the Gentiles. Peter was supposed to preach to the Jews. And what God has for you is for you, and you need to embrace your own assignment. So what I'm saying is that from the foundations of the world, God knew that it was David that was supposed to fight the giant. David was supposed to kill Goliath. And when you understand that, when you understand that there are some things that are for you and there are some things that are not for you, then you can be comfortable being you and release others to be them. So let's talk about that today. And all under the guise of being a world changer. What does this mean to you today, right? So I shared all of that to set up three things I want to share with you. And as I share these three things now, I want you to, to lock in and open up your heart to receive. Three things. Number one, here we go. I, I've already made this point, but I'm going to drive it home. Number one, what God has for you is for you. I want you, to, I want you to really get this down in your heart. What God has for you is for you. You are destined by God. There are things that are connected to your destiny that God will not allow anyone else to fulfill. That's it, because it's yours. It's your race and it's your grace. Now, while no one can take what God has for you, you also have to understand that you can't take what God has destined for others either. So understanding this, if you really know that what God has for me is for me, and there are some things that are not for me, and I'm not going to put my hand on those things, because if I do, it's going to lead to frustration. So if you understand this, you can celebrate the diversities of giftings and callings without jealousy. You don't ever have to be jealous of someone else. Because if you're jealous of someone else, then you're devaluing who God called you to be. But, but if you can celebrate other people, then it frees you to run your own race with your own grace, and you can do it at your own pace. And so when David got out there, he wasn't trying to be anybody but David. When you know who you are, and you're truly comfortable being you, you can celebrate others and know that celebrating them does not diminish you or devalue you in any way. I can celebrate others and I know who I am. I'm very comfortable being Rick Pina. I know who I am. I'm, I'm good being Rick Pina. What I'm not going to do is spend time, energy, and effort trying to be somebody that God did not call me to be. Everything you need, here's why this is critical. Everything you need to accomplish your assignment, your purpose, 
it's, it, it is either already inside of you or it's already been prepared for you. Everything you need for your assignment is either inside of you already or it's been prepared for you already and it's going to manifest at just the right time. Now, when you try to be someone else though, when you see, oh, wow, I like what she's doing and you try to do that and God didn't tell you to do that, now you're running someone else's race and you don't have their grace and you can't handle their pace. And so now what's going to happen is you're going to ask for stuff. You're going to pray and ask for things that are not yours. <laughs> and so now you're making a demand on God for something that's not yours to have and it will lead to nothing but frustration. The day you rest in who it is that God has called you to be is the day that you free yourself from unnecessary comparison and envy and you're not you're not anybody else. You are you. You are unique. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. And everything that God has for you is for you. Say amen to that. Number two, the Lord can change your life in a moment. But you have to wait on that moment. Oh, <laughs> the, the Lord can change your life in a moment. But you have to wait on that moment. Let me talk about it. There's nothing that God can't do. He can elevate you in an instant. One word from God can change your life forever. But while God can elevate you in an instant, he won't do it before the right time. So the day that David fought Goliath, it was his time. It was his moment. When things lined up for David, he embraced the grace and he killed the giant and he walked into his destiny. I cannot overstate the importance of discerning God's timing. This series is about faith and patience. God will not bless you before the right time. There are certain things that God will not release until the, the right time. Because if God gives you something that is a blessing, but he gives it to you prematurely and you're not ready for it, then what's supposed to be a blessing becomes a burden. It can derail you. It can distract you. It can destroy you. And so, so you, don't, you don't want it. What you want is the right thing at the right time. And so that's why I'm teaching on faith and patience. To live by faith successfully, you must get to the point where you know that every blessing that is ordained for you will be manifested at the right time. David was anointed to be king when he was 17 years old. He doesn't become the king of Judah until he's 30. So along the way, he had to learn how to make the most of every opportunity, knowing that with every victory, every challenge, everything that was lining up in front of him, he was getting incrementally closer to God's overall destiny for his life. So my point is this, like David, maybe, look at me, maybe you know that you're called to do something big, but what you're doing right now, like today, September 9th, what you're doing right now is not what God revealed. Okay, so what do you do then? Well, the answer is simple. You make the most of right now. David was like, well, I'm called to be king. God was like, kill the giant. Hold on, I'm called to be king. You call me to be a king. Yeah, but right now I need you to kill the giant. Okay, so what you got to do is make the most of every opportunity, whatever's in front of you today, knowing that as you do that, if you're faithful over little, God will give you charge over much. Whatever lines up in front of you, whatever giant pops his ugly head on the road to your destiny, on the path to your purpose, every giant that lines up, you're going to knock that joker down and you will continue to slay giants on the path to your purpose so that you can become 
the man, the woman that God called you to be, and you have to be patient. But that's why I keep telling you that greater is coming for you. Now, as I close out this point, I'm going to be a little bit transparent. So being transparent, this is easier said than done for me. I don't know about you, but for me, when I know that God has called me to do something and God tells me, hey, I'm only going to do it in my timing. So you have to wait. That's not the easiest thing for me to do. If I would rather God tell me, go do something like, you know, like, oh, the giant is there. Go kill that giant. I can focus on killing a giant. I can give my time and energy and faith to killing a giant. But when God says, wait, I don't want you to do nothing. I'm going to do it for you. Man, that's just not easy. I'm being honest. I'm being transparent. That's not the easiest thing for me to do. God told David, you're going to be a king, but he couldn't make himself king. It was like, I'm, you're going to be a king, but now you're going to have to wait. After this whole giant situation, we're going to learn. David went through a whole lot of stuff and he had to wait for years, 13 years in between, hey, you're going to be a king and you're the king. 13 years he waited to become the king of Judah. Another seven years he waited to become the king of the unified Israel. And the waiting part is the hard part for me. Listen, if God says do something, I'm good with doing it. But I'm just saying that when God tells you something and he reveals it, and this is why I'm teaching on faith and patience. This thing is ministering to me. It has to minister to me before it can minister through me. I know greater is coming. I keep telling you that greater is coming, but greater is coming in God's timing. So you have to be okay with God's timing. God can change your life in a moment, in an instant. And when he does, you know what people are going to say? Oh, wow. She's an overnight success. Oh, wow. He's an overnight success. But what they didn't see was the 10 years, the 20 years, the 30 years that God took to prepare you for that moment. God can change your life in a moment, but right now God is preparing you for that moment. So you are going to have to live by faith and develop patience. It requires, you will require faith and patience to become the man, the woman that God called you to be. You got it? All right. Number three. And finally, as I close, number three, the grace of God is on you to activate the grace of God on other people. Let me say that again. The grace of God is on you to activate the grace of God on others. When David killed Goliath, it's like the Israelite army, they woke up. All of us, I mean, they had been there for 40 days in a stupor. For 40 days, they were mes it's like they were paralyzed with fear for 40 days. And when David killed the giant, boom, it's like they broke out of that and then they went out and they fought the Philistines. I'm saying that as a believer, look at me. You are a born again believer. You are filled with the Holy Spirit. You are covered with the blood of Jesus. You are called according to God's plan and work and purpose for your life. You are destined. You are destiny's child and you are contagious. God can activate you and the grace of God that's on you will activate something on others. When God stirs something up inside of you, he then releases you into the world. And when you talk to other people like I'm doing right now, it stirs something up inside of them. You, you got to be committed to becoming the man, the woman that God called you to be. And as you as you're committed to doing that, and as you're committed to living as you, you're, you don't have to worry about trying to be nobody else. You embrace your grace for your race. You run at your pace as you do it, and you're walking this thing out, and you know that things may not happen for weeks or months or years or decades, but you are committed to God for the long haul. 
as you're living that way, God will put you in front of people. God will put people in front of you. And you know that you're getting closer to becoming the man, the woman that God called you to be. But in those moments, God will use you to activate something inside of other people. And as you talk to them, I'm saying that you're an atmosphere setter. You will walk into the into a room. You will walk into a meeting and there's something that's on you and people will know it and people will notice it. And as they talk to you, they get encouraged. They get built up and edified. They'll say, can I talk to you for a minute? Can you pray for me? Are you a man of God? Are you a preacher? Are you? A, oh my God, what is, there's something on you. Can I talk to you for a minute? I need what's on your life. Why? Because God has called you for such a time as this. David was used by God to, to activate the nation of Israel. And I'm saying that God will use you to activate everyone around you right now in the middle of COVID-19, right now, while kids are going back to school, right now, people are afraid of this or afraid of that. Oh, I don't want to go outside. What am I going to do with these kids? Oh Lord, this is happening. That People are afraid in general, but not you. You're a child of the most high God. You are a world changer. You're an atmosphere setter. Fear has no power over you. When people come in contact with you, they come in contact with God. When people listen to you, they don't hear what they hear on CNN. They don't hear what they hear on Fox News. They hear what heaven is saying. You have heaven's words in your mouth. And so you are God, you are a conduit of God's love and God's light and God's power in this world. So I release you into this day to be that world changer. I release you into this day to act, to change, to change everybody, everything that you do today, every meeting, every conversation, every zoom call, all the activity that you engage in today, you are anointed for such a time as this. Matter of fact, let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say this, say, father. I am called for such a time as this. What you have for me is for me. I appreciate what you're doing in the lives of others, but I refuse to be jealous of them. I would not lose myself trying to be someone else. I know who I am. I have the discipline to pursue my own purpose. Therefore, Father, your abounding grace is made available to me to accomplish everything I am destined to do while I'm in the earth. And what you do in me helps me to activate change in other people. I am an agent of supernatural change. I am contagious. When people come in contact with me, something is activated in them that causes them to walk in their own divine assignment. Greater is coming for me and also for everyone that comes in contact with me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, don't you want my notes? Go to todaysword.org, click on the subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. If you need some motivation later on today, watch this message again. I want you to be built up and edified. I want you to be inspired and encouraged. You are who God says you are. You can do what God says you can do, and you're going to rub off on others. What is on you is going to activate something in someone else today. Say amen to that. So listen, do me a favor. Leave me some comments in the chat. If this message was a blessing to you and then share this message on your social media, on your timeline with your friends. I love you. God loves you more. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.